Hi, everybody. I'm Julia, and I'm here with Stephanie Rice, otherwise known as Sproffy Rice. Say hi. Hi, I'm Stephanie, otherwise known as Sproffy. Okay, so obviously the first thing we're going to have to address here <laughs> is the Sproffy thing, which I know the story behind, but you should share with your eager listeners. I feel like I should update the story because I've been telling it for, what year is it? telling it for seven years so it kind of needs a new version or something uh i was hanging out with my friends when i was a freshman in college and we were talking about how sprite tastes good but has no caffeine and coffee has caffeine but at that time we didn't like how it tasted so somebody had the genius slash terrible idea of mixing them together and somebody said sprite and coffee together oh that's sprofy and i happened to bring it to a meeting of uh, pub singing because i'm a big giant dork Okay. And there I was meeting. (laughs) (laughs) For further discussion. Uh, And we ended up, I went to a pub singing meeting and met a bunch of new people that I didn't know yet. And one of them came in, uh, Elise came in and was trying to meet all the new people. And she said, what's your name? And I said, Stephanie. And she said, what are you drinking? And I said, Sproffy. And she said, I'm going to call you Sproffy from now on. And so everybody in the medieval group called me Sproffy, and then everybody in the improv group called me Sproffy, and then pretty much everybody calls me Sproffy, including the president of my university. Wow. It's hard to get a nickname that sticks, I feel like. I've never had one. Other than when the wedding singer came out, Julia Gooley uh, (laughs) swept (laughs) Julia's into fame. I was like an unpopular kid, and then suddenly I was like, I wouldn't say popular, but like respected, because people could (laughs) see me and... Like, put this movie reference on me, and that really it was it was a boost. I have to say, I do like nicknames. Yeah, because I feel like it's kind of I don't know. It's like a, an inside joke, but it's also kind of a, like I care about you enough to use this totally. short little joke between the two of us. And yeah. So the fact that Sprafi's stuck for seven years, and people that I meet now. When I tell them, you know, my name is Stephanie, but a lot of people call me Sproffy, they're usually like, well, then I'm going to call you Sproffy, too, because that sounds like more fun. Yeah, it's so unique. Yeah. Okay, so give us, like, a brief life history of you. Uh, Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from East Hartford. Uh, I, you know, went through all the schools in East Hartford, decided to go to school in Jersey at Drew University. Mm-hmm. Right after I graduated, I went to Shanghai for two years to teach English. And right before I came back to Shanghai, I was looking for improv groups in the area and found CT and thought, oh, they look cool. So immediately after I moved back to Connecticut, I went to CT show in July, it must have been. And uh, thought, well, I'll talk to them after the show and try to figure out what they can tell me about improv in the area. And they said at the end of the show, oh, we're having auditions next week. (laughs) So I auditioned and I got in. I remember meeting you at that time. So I was like, this girl's tall. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I had told the people who were currently in the group <laughs> that I was moved, just moved back from Shanghai. And our good friend Joe said, oh, Shanghai, Japan? It was, yeah. It was, uh, I was, I just came up behind us from the show. I couldn't, it wasn't thinking straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a joke. Right? Mm-hmm. No, I decided to say, <laughs> I'm saying I'm Japan. I'm saying I'm Japan, what? Whatever. No. Oh, man. Okay, so so then you got into CT. So how has that been? Uh, Steph is one of our four newest members. Um, she's doing great. Everybody's doing great. Um, so what is it like? Is it fun? It's, 
It's fun. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like it. Um, I, I mean, I started doing improv when I was a freshman in college in the Drew University improv group and ended up being the president of that group for a while. And then when I was in Shanghai, I ended up joining an improv group again. So it's, I mean, each improv group has had its own way of doing things. And so it's, it's interesting learning. This is the first time I've been in a group where it's been a set number of people. Like when I was, uh-huh. when I was in Drew, it was like a cycling cast. It was whoever was free that time. Each show, there was different people in it. Right. The same with the two groups that I was in, in Shanghai. So to have the same 11 people all the time, like sometimes it's not at all 11 people, but to have the same 11 people, I think it's got some drawbacks, but it's also definitely got pluses in terms of you get to know each other, you get to know each other's humor, you get to know how people are going to react in scenes and you yeah. get that trust and dependability on each other. It's really interesting because a lot of the groups that we know around here in Connecticut are college groups and they have that natural turnover of every six months or every year, somebody leaves and they have to replace them and sometimes they're big and sometimes they're small. And so we've kind of had to really consciously evolve instead of saying, you know, like, oh, when so-and-so leaves, you know, it's it's just a different structure. So yeah. Okay. So what, so you've been doing improv for a long time and for a lot of different audiences. So what would you say is like your favorite thing about it or why do you love it? Why do you do it? People ask me a lot what it's like to do improv and the way that I describe it is shutting off your internal filter. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like, I don't know if everybody feels this way, but a lot of the times in normal social interactions, I feel like I'm censoring myself. I'm filtering myself. I'm stopping myself from saying the immediate weird stuff that comes to my mind. So improv is actually kind of a release because I feel like I actually get to be myself on stage because mm-hmm. when that weird immediate connection thought comes to mind, I just say it because that's what you're supposed to do in improv is yeah. make the connections respond naturally. So it's actually kind of, kind of like a stress relief for me because I feel like I have to be kind of normal <laughs> and you know, poised in most of my life, whereas improv is just being strange the way I normally am. Oh, totally. I totally agree with that. I couldn't agree more. Okay, so tell us about this medieval <laughs> hoo-ha. You can start with the pub <laughs> singing group if you want, but we need a full rundown of Sprafy nerd activities. Oh, Let me dear. put it that way. How long do you have? Um, we have a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was in college, I was in that medieval thing, which is the which was at the time I think it might still be the largest uh, student run group on Drew's campus. Uh huh. Um, so I was in it for all four years. I was co chair of it with my good friend Rose for junior and senior year, and I had all these different parts to it. There's the costuming where we make our own costumes. We do pub singing where you sing all the drunken songs. There was plays and uh, plot. Because we did two um, big events uh-huh. each year, where it was the medieval dinner in the winter, and then the big medieval, kind of like a renaissance fair, the medieval fair in the spring. So there was always a central plot to it. Like, actually, one year I wrote the plot for the medieval fair, where it was in 1232, I want to say, Germany, and all the men had been sent off to the Crusades. Uh-huh. So the women of the town had decided to learn how to sword fight and were cross-dressing, pretending to be the men of the town, including the Duke and the Duchess's daughter. Okay. And um, Classic. <laughs> another, <laughs> another guy from a nearby town knew that the Duke was, like, old and senile, so he wanted to come in and marry the daughter. But at that time, the daughter was dressed as a son. 
So all day long, she had to keep switching back and forth. So it was, it was just, like, completely not historically accurate, but it was just a fun story, and that was the central story for that day. So we did sword fighting and everything. Um, I learned stage combat. I actually had to go to the hospital <laughs> once to get stitches in my hand. From what? From, From getting hit with a sword. sword. Yeah. Oh, shit. A friend of mine and I were trying to make a, kind of a, an homage to The Princess Bride. Uh-huh. Where they're both, they both start fighting with their left hands. Yes, I know it intimately. <laughs> <laughs> they both start fighting with their left hands, and then they go, ha-ha, I'm actually right-handed, and they both switch. So that's what we started doing. We both started fighting with our left hands. And in the dress rehearsal a week before the festival, so I'm in my big medieval gown, I was fighting with my friend, and I don't know if I came up too fast, or he came down too slow, or what, but his sword caught me right in between uh, the first and second knuckles she's of my left hand. indicating in that soft yeah. canyon of skin between the fingers. <laughs> right between my index and my middle finger. And the swords aren't sharp, quote-unquote. <laughs> they've been hit against each other so many times, they got like a serrated edge. Oh. So he just dragged down between the middle of my fingers, and I had to go get two stitches. And if you've ever been to the emergency room in a medieval gown... Which I have not. (laughs) Have you, Joe? It is a treat. (laughs) The triage nurse was looking at me like I was insane. She was like, what happened? I said, I cut my finger sword fighting. Seems legitimate. You have, I mean, at least, like, your story is backed up by your attire. (laughs) True. Okay, let's. We're gonna take a brief pause to mention that Steph has an apple pie here that I'm gonna start eating. <laughs> yes, this Sunday I made two pies. I made a pecan pie and an apple pie. Yes. And... Wait, we should talk about how crafty you are. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Are there? I'm sure there's more nerd activities. So. So I'm just after you section away your piece of pie. <laughs> I'm eating it. Do you ever like? start doing something physically weird and then realize it's like a family member of yours. Like I'm holding my hand just like my sister holds her hand right now and it's tweaking me out, but I'm still going to eat this pie. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to so, get your honest first reaction. Yeah, exactly. Here we are. Yeah. No pausing. Do you got a good, no do you have a good piece of crust on there too? I think so. Okay, the crust good. is the best part. Honestly. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I had this big argument with a friend of mine where she was saying that the center of the pie is the best part, but the crust is the best part because you get the flavor of the center. She's wrong. With the wonderfulness of the crust. Yeah. I, duh. Anyway. Um, All yes. right. So you did the medieval stuff, which for the record, I think is really cool. Thank you. Is medieval stuff... Okay. So I've never been to any of this stuff or like a Ren Fair or anything, but I know that at Ren Fairs... It's not at all all Renaissance related, <laughs> you know? You might have some pirates. You might have oh, yeah. who and the what now. Is is the medieval stuff more, like, historically on point, would you say? At my college? Yeah. Well, the way we tried to sell it to the school <laughs> and the way mm. it was done in, like, our group's declaration, thesis statement, I can't think of what word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Charter. Um, that'll work. Is that we are supposed to be a historically, like, historically reenactment group, so we try to be as historically accurate as possible. Cool. But if you were as historically accurate as you could be, then it would just kind of be boring. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I know, it actually started when I was a freshman, I think, that the Drew uh, medieval group started getting really involved with belly dancers. Mm. Um, 
because we would have that we had them in one performance and everybody loved them. So mm-hmm. we started bringing them back. How's that pie treating you? It is so delicious. Good. Okay. Um, and we first started like justifying, coming up with a reason like, okay, they're here as slaves of the Vikings, and okay, they're here as such and such. Mm-hmm. But I think now they're just like, oh, we're in Spain, and here's some belly dancers. <laughs> so, but it's, I mean, I think anytime you do something like that, it's just for entertainment purposes, and you get a wider audience. Like I know mm-hmm. a lot more people probably go to Renaissance fairs because of pirates there. Yeah. So. I myself am in charge of a large-scale pirate event this summer, Mm -hmm. and at first I was like, oh, stupid, and it didn't take more than about a day for me to get really into it. Pirates are fun. Although I did learn that, all right, this is a great fact, the the commander of the largest pirate pirate fleet in history, you may already know this actually, was an ex-Chinese prostitute lady. I think I would have heard that. Yeah, her name is Mrs. Chang. Look it up. Look it up, podcast listeners. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Very cool. Um, all right, so crafts. Let's hear about crafts. Uh, my friends tend to make fun of me because I pick up new skills pretty quickly. Which is helpful because I'm a hobby addict. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why would they make fun of you? That's amazing. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I think one of the first crafts I actually got into was rug making, where you have that weird spool, like the four <gasps> yes, nails I know on exactly top, what you're talking you do about. The latch hook, yeah. Although I think I never got much beyond like pot holders. Yeah, I would make like I, I had grand dreams of making rugs, and they would always turn, <laughs> out, always turn out to be like a coaster, and then I would get rid right. of it. Mouse pad. I also did latch hooking, where I, like I think I did like a Santa's face or something on mm-hmm. latch hook, cross stitching. I learned how to knit when I was a freshman in college, and I think that's probably the crafty activity I do the most. Sprocky is a master knitter. (laughs) I don't know if I would say master, but I do. I I feel I can't just sit and watch TV. Mm -hmm. And I like watching TV and watching movies and stuff, but I can't just sit still. It drives me crazy. Like when I was younger, I would ask my mom if she needed me to clip coupons. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's something I would do when I was watching TV, just because I had to do something with It's my hard hand. to just sit there. It really is. So I usually knit when I'm watching TV. Because I, I, I also don't want to just do something with my hands for the hell of it. Like, I know I've got games on my phone that I could play, mm-hmm. but when I'm done spending an hour sitting down, I want to have something to show for it. So I like knitting. How very efficient and productive of you. <laughs> like, I can't get into video games, because if I'm going to sit down for some for an hour, you know, fiddling with my thumbs, I kind of want to... Have a product done. Oh, some would say it's an achievement. You could say that. And I do enjoy Wii because that's more of like a group activity. Mm -hmm. And that's more like a party game. Mm -hmm. But just like myself at home, I can't Mm -hmm. imagine getting any satisfaction out of playing video games. Not to lose any fans. If you enjoy video games. No, you totally won't. If you enjoy video games, that's Mm -hmm. fine. I'll pick up that crowd. <laughs> Greg, I was like, earlier, Greg, yeah. earlier, I was like, Greg, what are your top three video games? And he's, he almost had, like, a brain shorted. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> It was pretty great. But, yeah, I mean, somebody's going to have a brain shortage over knitting, you know? That's that's uh, what makes CT great. name my top three fibers, then. All right, here we are. We're at the mark where we get five fun facts, and your first one is going to be top three fibers. Oh, I was kind of joking. Um, um, no, it's real. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of alpaca. 
it's 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 quite nice actually the first yarn i ever spun was alpaca because we have some friends in upstate new york that have alpacas and they gave me a big bag of alpaca fiber for me to spin um oh jeez angora is quite nice mm -hmm. expensive but it's nice is that rabbit there's, there's Angora goats and there's Angora rabbits. Oh, man. Is it Angora by the region it comes from? Or? Uh, I think it's by the style of the fur. I'm actually rather inexperienced. Like, I'm sure I know more than a common person about fiber, but I'm far from a an layman. A commoner. <laughs> a common non -spinner. Did you just call Joe a commoner? <laughs> Got that tattooed across my chest. <laughs> There, there's a woman uh, named Stephanie Pearl McPhee, also known as the Yarn Harlot, and I love reading her blog, and she calls people who don't knit muggles, uh, which I think is hilarious. I love Harry Potter, too. Love. I think for the third one, I'm just going to say camel, because I'm knitting a scarf right now that has camel in the blend, and it's fantastic. Wait, camel is in camel? Yeah, Their baby, fur baby, is like... Baby camel. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. All right, that's one fun fact. You got four more. Uh, Anywhere. I have an international jewelry collection. Ooh. I've tried to collect pieces of jewelry from all over the world. Actually, the necklace I'm wearing right now is from Germany. Lovely. The bracelet that I wear all the time is from China. Mm -hmm. I've got ones from Peru, Egypt, uh, Japan, awesome. all over the world. What else? Cool. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Antarctica. I was obsessed with it for a couple of years. If you go to Antarctica, you have to bring me back a piece of jewelry. Okay. No problem. I'll Same. forge it out of a baby seal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear it. <laughs> um, It'll be a baby seal on a chain. That's it. <laughs> Just kidding. I would never do that. <laughs> I'm talking to you, podcast. For, so for the fans that hate baby seals, I'll do it. <laughs> We please everyone yeah, here at CT. <laughs> um, number three, I taught myself to play guitar out of kind of stubbornness and boredom. Ooh. I was Nothing a, like an angry. <laughs> well, I was working at a job that I hated, and every time I came home, I... Why are you kicking oh, me in no, the butt? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was just staring off into space. Um, and every time I came home, even though I'd spent all day just sitting, staring at a screen, all I wanted to do was come home, sit, and watch TV and go to bed. And I hated that I was waiting, wasting my time like that. Mm -hmm. So I gave myself kind of the assignment of learning how to play guitar. So I taught myself to play guitar. And every day I would come home from work and practice for at least an hour. So. Awesome. All right, that's three. Oh, three. Um, I can prompt you if you want. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, favorite movie or a movie that you love? I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings. Okay. Because I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings in high school. Like, I saw the first movie, read all three books, and then watched the other two movies. And I was on, like, chat forums about it. And I had, like, I've got Lord of the Rings Monopoly and Lord of the Rings Trivia Pursuit and a Lord of the Rings poster. And, like, I can still name off the top of my head the costume designers from Lord of the Rings. Oh, my God. Which are, um, Nyla Dickinson was one of the main costume designers and Richard Taylor. So wait, okay, this is question 4A. Okay. Who's your favorite Lord of the Rings character? From the movie or the book? Or? This is important. Either. Um, I'm a big fan of Merry and Pippin. Okay. What? And Joe, shut up. I didn't say <laughs> They couldn't see that. <laughs> uh, what? What were you going to say? Aragon, man. 
Well, he's awesome. Is freaking. Oh, I want to. Well, see, Aragon. I tend I tend to pick my favorite characters from movies and TV shows as the people I honestly think would be fun to hang out with. And Aragorn mm. seems a bit too serious I to like want, invite over him. for a beer. He's like the like he has he probably has stories galore. Stories galore. That's right. If they wrote them down, it would be called the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> All right, and wait. Now, for your last fun fact, I realized I never asked you. What's one thing you find amazingly funny? Amazingly funny. I I tend to be a big fan of comedians who don't like swear. Like ones who like Brian Regan is a guy that I have a lot of respect for because his comedy is so like family friendly he doesn't swear like at all but he's still truly very very funny like the comedians that have to kind of rely on dropping the f-bomb every five seconds i you know i feel like that's kind of taking the easy way out and going for shock value yeah sometimes like comedy that i mean i love ellen because it's just it's such an artful act of being funny for so many people you have to get to such a level of truth that it forces you to, I don't know, it's, it seems really skillful to me. And Tina Fey is the same way, really. That I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't rely on, any, on anything. It's just like pure writing. Yeah. Cool. I'm also a fan of kind of like surrealist, kind of Monty Python, that kind of oh, totally. ridiculous. And sarcastic humor is always a win. Oh, I'm getting a text from Dan. It says, running late. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I felt like I needed to address the sound. So, is there anything else you want to say? Um, no. <laughs> I'm getting a tweet. <laughs> is it uh, also from Dan? Uh, no, it's from Heirlooms, which is a band. It says, I got a sticker for you, Julia, but I sure would love to put a CT sticker on my case. Hashtag print those babies up. Little do they know we are going to print stickers very soon. Are we working on stickers? Yeah, we are working on stickers. Nice. So. And only you people yeah. who listen to the end of, <laughs> <laughs> of Meet Scrappy. <laughs> Whoever makes it to the end. Like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you can make it to the end. You oh, get rewarded man. with this fun tidbit. <laughs> uh, so any last words? You don't have to. Side check. Saichan, Saichan. <laughs> that means goodbye in Chinese. Bye.